What's good, y'all? It's your boy Flock back at you yet again with another episode of Unfiltered Facts, where only the real can relate. Y'all know how we get down over here. I don't really need to do all that super duper introduction shit, bruh. Do I really need to do all that? I don't really think I do. I got a quick one for y'all. I know it's been about a month since I last recorded. And that one was a pretty emotional episode and all that stuff, man. I was telling y'all a lot of shit that I was dealing with, that I was up against and whatnot. But I promise you everything is cool. If you're new to this, to this podcast, real quick, um, I talk my shit. I'm going to sip my water. You know what I mean? There's one person here talking, so you know I ain't trying to have desert throat. So I'm going you know, to sip my water, talk my shit, take my facts and opinions. Um, if you don't agree with them, that's cool. We can agree to disagree. You know, I'm not going to call you a duty head. If you don't agree with what I'm saying and hope you don't do the same. But if you do, I'm going to tell you to kiss my ass and keep it moving. Um, other than that, man, let's, let's get on with it, man. I don't need to bore y'all to death with all this shit. Y'all know how I start every episode. What's been going on with me? Um, I celebrated a birthday back May 21st. You know what I mean? Another trip around the sun has been made for your boy. Um, you know, getting older, man, and you just start realizing a lot of shit just ain't as serious as you made it out to be. And some of the shit that you didn't take as serious as you should have and stuff like that. Like you just start. That's one of them days where I just reflect. To me, it's just another day. But I do I always take like a few minutes out of that day to kind of reflect. Like, what did I do this past year that was better than the year prior? You know what I mean? And what can I do the next 365 days to be better than the last year? That's just kind of one of the things I do. I don't really sit there and be talking about some, yo, let's go party and all this other shit. I actually did went out because a friend of mine called me. She hit me up and was like, yo, come out. You know what I'm saying? Meet me here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. And it was like mid-stream, too, because I streamed that day, too. I streamed that night because I hadn't planned on really doing shit. But because it was just another day for me. And like a lot of people called me. A lot of people hit me up on Twitter instagram and shit you know what i'm saying whatnot i appreciate everybody that did that so if you were one of those people i couldn't respond to everybody of course but you know i do greatly appreciate people that take time out of their day even if only a few seconds or whatever to you know to acknowledge me you know what i'm saying in any way i mean i really do um i i took the week off from work um that week i took that week off from work I got some stuff done around the house. I cleaned up. You know what I mean? I did like a thorough fucking cleaning of my crib. Um, what else? I was just, you know, I, I, I took the time to actually go outside. Cause it was like 80 degrees like that entire week. So it was in the 80s. And I was outside, man. I was doing shit, just handling shit, being out. You know what I mean? Like y'all know, especially since it's COVID shit, I try not to be around people as much. But, you know, I was out for a little bit and just got a chance to just enjoy not having to be at work and be on a specific schedule, a sleep schedule. And all this. I was getting up, going like a regular human being, just running out, doing my thing, man. Just handling business, man. Um, oh, man. One of the things that we uh, that's been new since um, the last time I talked to y'all was uh, Twitter Spaces has been implemented. I mean, it was in beta and it probably still is. But they rolled it out to a lot of us. I actually, I actually have access to Stardom. Um, at one point, only JG I think had access to them, but now all of us do. And it's basically, if you've been on Clubhouse, it's kind of the same. I think the interface is a little cleaner on Twitter, and um, I feel like it's a lot better as far as like 
the interaction because clubhouse you don't really know people over there so it's just a lot of people that just be over there talking shit i've had this i've talked about this before so i don't even want to talk about the motherfuckers over there and um twitter spaces is basically your followers can come in there and listen to you and the people that you got up there speaking about different stuff and you can invite them up to you know ask questions or give insight on whatever or what have you and that's what we did we try to do those like every sunday so um if you haven't been part of those make sure you follow your boy so when you see we we do them y'all can see me in there and y'all can come in there listen in or talk or whatever i feel like that's the best way because it's not a bunch of people in there just talking to try to make themselves seem cooler than they are because that's all clubhouse was was a follow for follow fest and you know what i'm saying just basically a dick measuring contest where people was in there and like from especially from the gaming uh aspect it was a lot of people in there just talking about yo what we doing is this and they weren't really doing shit and you never either a don't see them streaming at all or b they they streams ain't shit so clubhouse is a little different because myself and other members in the game illuminati crew we pretty much have like similar followers so You'll, you'll see some of the same people in there. I think the first couple of times we had like 200 people in that motherfucker, man. So that was dope as fuck. Like, I like that. Like, that type of interaction. Like, I live for that type of interaction. Genuine, positive fucking energy. Not that, you know, yo, I fuck with y'all. And you're like, I'm like, come on, nigga. No, you don't. Nobody's ever seen you. And like, just like with anything else, you know, you had the good people that come in there talking to you. Then you had the ones that coming in and, and they expose themselves and all I do is kind of like kick them on the way out. You know what I'm saying? And people like, you know, a motherfucker be like, yo, man, why, why you kicking the man while he down? I'm like, easier to reach. Why the fuck not? He did it to himself, so fuck him. You know then You have a motherfucker coming in and say, yo, I feel like y'all should be bigger than y'all is and y'all should be this and y'all should be that and I fuck with y'all. I'm like, oh yeah? That's funny because I've never seen you before. You don't follow like any of us on Twitter except for like two people. So how do you really fuck with us? You be in the streams? I've never seen you. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't really get to catch the stream because y'all all be streaming at the same time. That's when I went in, like, nigga, stop lying. Like, stop fucking lying because hardly any of us stream two at a time. Yeah. And hardly, unless we squad stream in a game, it, it never happens. So you just caught yourself. And that's why I say when people say, oh, we fuck with y'all, we fuck with y'all. I'm like, bro, no, you don't. No, you don't. I, that's why I don't like fake niggas, bro. I don't have time for them. And that's why I just, that's why I just, I say what I say and I be done with them. And people look at me like I'm an asshole. You know what I'm saying? I get looked at like I'm an asshole. And then, um, you know, and it's like, oh, they go flock me and flock again, talking, you know what I'm saying? Dissing people. And then like, they'll go in other circles and be like, yo, fuck them GI niggas. They be, they be dissing they fans and all that. And y'all niggas ain't really fucking fans. And I don't, I don't need you to be a fan. Just be family. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a lot of family. You can have the fans. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather have family. Because if you part of that family, man, I fucked with you. And I'm going to remember you. And I'm going to always appreciate you. And who knows what I might end up doing for you on the low. Just, you know what I'm saying? Out the blue. Because I do that from time to time. I'll stream. And I'll randomly, I'll have a code to some game. I'll be like, yo, such such. I see them in every fucking stream. They always just real hella, like, positive, just. You know what I'm saying? They don't be on bullshit. Yo, I got something for you. I'm going to DM this shit to you. Take this, blah, blah, blah. I DM to you in Discord or some shit like that. And I just hook them up. And you'll never hear nothing else from me about it. I'm like, oh, yo, I gave this person. I don't do that shit. 
I just do this shit because that's just what I feel like doing. Like, I don't have no problem doing that for people. Like, I appreciate everybody that fucks with me and appreciates me. And that's just that's just the energy. That's just the energy that I that I run with. I don't like fake ass fucking people, bro. It's just I, I just can't get with it. Um. Oh shit! Real quick, I saw this picture, this this comparison picture with Gabrielle Union versus Katie Hopkins. Just Google her, cause I didn't know who the fuck she was either. And someone said that Gabrielle Union is two years older than Katie Hopkins. If I'm not mistaken, Gabrielle Union has to be at least, what, 48, 40, 47 or some shit like that. She got to be about 47, right? 46, 47, around that area. So that would mean Katie Hopkins is about 43, not about 44, 45, some shit like that. When I tell y'all that Katie Hopkins chick looks like spoiled fucking cottage cheese compared to Gabrielle Union at that age. And the fact that she's younger, oh my God, when I saw that, I'm like, yo, this, you can't make this type of shit up, man. Now y'all know how to, y'all know the saying, I'm not going to say this for everybody and I ain't trying to make nobody upset, but let's be real. Most, and I'll say most, cause not all of y'all, most black women age like wine and most white women age like milk. You know what I'm saying? And when you do shit and you have bad energy and bad vibes in your life, man, but you just, you full of hatred and full of bullshit, that shit ages you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a prime example of that shit. You know what I'm saying? I tell motherfuckers how old I am. They like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, no bullshit. But like, I love still having a fucking baby face for the most part, man. Like, I love that shit. Like, age gracefully, bro. Like, that shit is, that shit is great. And when you do shit like that, then the shit you abuse, put in your body, inside, that shit starts to seep out. You know what I mean? Smoking is one. I don't know why any woman would want to smoke, yo. That shit is terrible. Now, if you're already ugly, then you, you mean, you ain't doing no harm. No more harm than has already been done to you through the bad genetics. But, if you a, a semi-attractive woman, like, and then you realize you was you peaked at 22, and now you 28, and you look like you 42, that shit ain't good, man. That shit is not good. I went to school with some people like that, and they ain't just white women, because I know some black women that like that, too. You know what I'm saying? They, they look terrible. They look like a train hit them. So, y'all got to... Take care of yourselves, man. Like I already told y'all, man. I'm trying to take so I'm trying to take much better care of myself. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be around, man. So take care of yourselves, man. You don't want to look like you don't want to be 40 looking like you 60. Like that's all I'm saying, man. Because before you know it, man, you'll look up and you'll be 40 before you know it. You think it's shit sweet when you're 24. I'm like, nigga, I remember when I was 24. You couldn't tell me shit, but you know what I'm saying? When that metabolism slow down and all that other shit, bro. You better hope you in the good graces, man, of, of, of genetics. <laughs> Real shit. Alright. Um, NBA playoffs started. And as of today, I think Brooklyn just went on to the second round. Uh, Miami got their asses swept the fuck out by, uh, by Milwaukee. Them two are going to play in the second round. Uh, you got... This is in the East. Uh, you have fucking Philadelphia and Washington. That series is like three games to one. And then you have the Knicks and the the Knicks and the Hawks. And the Hawks is winning three three games to one. 
at the time of me recording this shit. I mean, I think the Hawks is going to win that series. And then Philadelphia will eventually win that series. But I think MB got hurt once again. Like, MB got hurt and fucking, um, what's his name? Um, Ben Simmons, yo, they were on this dude's head about not being able to shoot and shoot free throws and shit. Yo, that is bad, man. The playoffs, you better learn how to shoot free throws because the game slows down. And that crunch time is a motherfucker, man. In the West, um, I know the Lakers and the Suns are tied. They actually playing tonight. Anthony Davis is hurt again. What else is new? Um, Portland and Denver. That series, uh, what the fuck was that? Was that series tied? Last I checked, it might have been two games apiece. I ain't gonna lie, forgive me. That, that's one of them games that come on like stupid late. So I, I I never really catch that when Dame Lillard is my favorite player. So there's really no excuse for that. And I've just been busy. Um, you got uh, Utah and Memphis. I think Utah's up, what, three games to one? Or did they advance? They, I don't know. I don't remember. I know they was up 3-1 last I checked. And then, um, what was the other fucking? My God, man. I am so unprepared. Whatever, man. Fuck it. Um, I know I just forgot somebody, man. My, my mind just went blank like a motherfucker. Just that quick. But, oh yeah. Um, Dallas and Dallas and the Clippers. Dallas went up two games to nothing. The Clippers tied that series up. So, you can't, can't sleep on... I don't trust the Clippers, to be honest with you. I really don't. I just don't trust them. So, even if they do get past, squeak past Dallas, they'll lose in the second round. I just don't trust that team at all. I don't trust Utah and I don't trust LA Clippers, that is. And if y'all keep betting against LeBron, any LeBron James team just because y'all don't like them, y'all are fucking weird, bro. Never, never bet against the defending champs, man. Like, they the defending champs for a reason. They are the favorites until someone else beats them. And look at what happened to fucking uh, Miami. They went to the finals last year and they got swept in the first fucking round. That shit is nuts, bro. Anyways, I mentioned the playoffs and stuff. Really, not so much to talk about that, but these fans, bro. Like, these fans are getting outrageous. I seen the shit where a dude in, in New York tried to spit on Trey Young while he was inbounding the ball. You seen a dude throw popcorn at fucking Russell Westbrook. You just seen another fan try to run out on the court. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Tried to run out on the fucking court and security tackled his ass like Goldberg. That shit was funny, though. Man, I'm tell y'all, man, like these fans and people think, oh, they blaming on all oh, these people haven't been out in over a year and blah, blah, blah. They don't give you no excuse to be stupid. It really don't. It really doesn't. Like you touch, you put your hands and you, you threaten somebody or say, oh, and then don't, oh, throw, the dude threw the bottle at Kyrie Irving, the water bottle at Kyrie Irving um, in Boston. Now, let's let's be real, man. When you talk NBA fans in Boston, we all know that Boston has some of the worst fans. Boston and Utah has some of the most racist fans, period. I don't give a fuck what you say. Because I'm old enough, I'm old enough to have seen that shit what they did when the Bulls played them two years in a row in the finals. That's the shit I, I, I came up watching. So I'm old enough to have seen that shit with Utah fans. Have done. And then they did it recently. I've seen them say some out-of-pocket shit to uh, the fucking, um, what the fuck name? Westbrook. Westbrook, I don't know why they always targeted him. 
that's just a dude you don't want to, you shouldn't want to have that problem with because he probably will jump up in the crowd and run or test your ass. Now, I do remember that. And people said that was so wrong. I'm like, look, if y'all not going to protect us, we're going to protect ourselves. I'm all for that shit, man. Like, for real. I am all for that. It's cool to, like, boo and say some little, you know, some, some little bullshit, trash talk or what have you or whatever. But when you start getting personal, calling another player a bitch and, you know what I'm saying, call them, call them niggas and shit like, like, come on, man. You can't do that. Because if that man run up in that crowd and bust your fucking head, the first thing that person going to do is file a lawsuit against him. Oh, I'm calling my lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Where was all this tough guy energy at when you was calling me out my name, when you was throwing shit at me? And that's what always happens. That's what always fucking happens, man. So if I ain't gonna lie, if if one of them players wanted to take it upon themselves to smack the shit out of a fan, I ain't gonna lie, I wouldn't be opposed to it. If that's gonna teach the motherfucker the lesson, make somebody like, put your hands on me, put any ounce of bodily fluid on me or whatever, throw something at me, I'm gonna whoop your ass. I'm for that because if the security ain't gonna ain't gonna stop it. The league ain't gonna do nothing about it. You gotta make an example out of these, these these fucking idiot fans. Yeah, ban them for life or whatever. That's all well and good. Arrest them. You know what I'm saying? Charge their ass with assault or some shit like that. I've seen people do a lot. You know what I'm saying? Do a lot less and get charged more. So why not do that shit? So when um when that shit happens, you have to protect these players because. These people like these people are here to you here to see me. And that's the mentality I have. You here to see me. Nobody here to see you. You here to see me. Sit down, shut up. I'm saying do that shit from your seat. But don't throw shit at me. Don't yell. You know what I'm saying? No, no personal shit about my you know what I'm saying. Like, like they was yelling at somebody's wife or some shit that was sitting in the crowd. I'm like, come on, bruh. Like, really? They hit a in the support of their brother or husband or cousin or baby dad, whatever the fuck they are. And you yelling obscenities at them? That's some bullshit, bro. That shit is corny and it's childish. And when someone gets up and slap the shit out of one of these motherfuckers, then they always play the victim. Y'all know how that story go. Ah. Y'all know how the story go. Um, I seen someone on Twitter say, um, and I think Skip Bayless had said something about it too. Talking about LeBron's legacy is on the line. I laughed at that shit, man. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Look, I ain't the biggest LeBron James fan in the world. Now I never pretended to be, but I appreciate his greatness. And I feel like a lot of people that go out their way to hate on him, it just it's just weird because they just trying to be different. But does he do some 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 crybaby, some bullshit? Of course he does. We all know that. He can fake and flop like the best of them and pretend like he's so hurt and shit like that. We understand that. But you still can't deny what he does. And he's done some shit that no one's ever done on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Just like other greats have done before him and other people will do after him. So I don't think he really has anything left to prove. Even if they don't get out the first round, which I think they will. I picked them beating Phoenix. And even with Anthony Davis hurt, I think they'll still find a way to beat Phoenix. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Um, And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But... There's no denying that he's one of the best players ever, ever we've ever seen. And a lot of people won't appreciate that shit until he's retired. What else does he really have to prove? He's won, what, four championships? Yeah, granted, that one that one last year was a Mickey Mouse ch- championship. I, I don't care. You, you just 
You can't convince me otherwise, man. No home court advantage and no nothing, bro. Um, I don't know, man. No travel and shit. Like that was a Mickey Mouse championship, but he still has it. So it's just what it is. So for people to say that his his legacy is intact, why? If he get beat, he get beat. So fucking what? He was out injured and he's been fighting back from injury, like a bad uh, high ankle sprain. I can tell the people that's never played sports when they criticize players for certain shit. Like you just don't know how hard that is to play through an injury, let alone recover from one and play your and you basically playing your your way back into shape. Granted, you can run all day, but if you ain't running in basketball activities, because basketball is probably the only what was like basketball and hockey for the most part is the only sport where you continuously going back and forth back and forth on the other end those athletes are incredible football you got offense and then you got defense baseball you sitting in the dugout during offense and on defense you waiting for the ball to come your way so it's like come on fam y'all can't you can't you can't do that those dudes have to be in the greatest shape and if you playing your way back into shape it's a different story um oh shit kwame brown god damn <laughs> oh man i forgot i put this on here kwame brown right now check this out i've never heard this dude talk at least i don't think i have but lately i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie this shit's been really entertaining kwame brown has fired back finally on Stephen a smith Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson, um, Skip Bayless, and anybody else that has some shit to say about it. I remember Jamel Hill saying, oh, let me apologize in advance if I say anything bad about Kwame Brown. I do not want that smoke. I'm going to leave that alone. And you, can you can't do nothing but respect that. Um, as we all know, Kwame Brown was the number one pick in the, what was it, the 01 draft? Was it 2001 draft, I believe, when Michael Jordan was uh, an exec in, in, in the Wizards? Everybody called him a bust. Everyone said he was one of the worst players ever. I feel like this, man. You you can't be that damn bad if you last in the league, what, 12 years or whatever, however long he played. You can't be that damn bad. You must be good for something. And granted, because of his size, that helped a lot because he just wasn't, he just didn't measure up to expectations. And People went in and call him, you know what I'm saying? Call him out on his name. I think Jalen Rose was like one of the only people that didn't. They, they kind of like um, defended him a little bit. And I think he went on record by thanking Jalen Rose, saying he's real one and shit like that. But um, yo, he went in on Matt Barnes. He started talking about you want some of mama's cooking and shit. <laughs> that shit is fucking funny, bro. But he told that man, Matt Barnes, he called him Becky with the good hair. And clown him for uh Derek Fisher taking his taking his woman and shit like that. It's like go put some gas in that costume, go pick up them kids and shit. I'm like, damn. He got on Steven Jackson, saying Steven Jackson be tricking all his money in the strip club. And he he ain't really been he wasn't never really shit in the league. I think he uh commented on and I looked this up and I do remember this saying how he let Michael Jordan at 50 at 51 light him up. When he was with the Bobcats, when he was on the Bobcats team, he like Michael Jordan, 51 years old, lit your ass up. I think he said that. I think he did mention that shit. And I do remember that shit, them talking about that. 
I think it was Gerald Henderson that that, that leaked that story out. Was like, yeah, Mike was giving Steve the business. So, um, yeah, that shit was funny. Stephen A, who's gone on record, constantly Kwame Brown, a bona fide scrub, blah 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 blah. And I know he said he had mentioned Kobe. He didn't really say too much about Kobe, and I think it was smart of him not to. Because that backlash would have came hard if he said some bad shit about Kobe. Now, we know Kobe rolled him just like Mike rolled him. And it wasn't them being bad teammates. It was just they just demanded that he live up to his potential. And a lot of people don't see that. They just think, oh, you're yelling. You're yelling. Like, no, we want you to see what we see. And you just don't want to see it. It's like, we want you to be better. I wouldn't waste my time going horse over someone with no potential. And that's just all that's that used to always be my thing because i played point guard and i played organized ball i played on a fucking a traveling summer league team you know what i'm saying when we went di to different states and played you know what i'm saying like some of the best teams that was that was doing the same shit so i used to get on my teammates and i don't think i i didn't think i was the best player on our team but i used to i was the leader though because i was the point guard so i had to tell motherfuckers where to be dude no this is what I see. This is what we should do. So I understand that shit from, you know, a teammate and people looked at it like, you know, he was bullying him. It's like, no, he just didn't live up to his potential. But when he got on Stephen A. Smith and it was a couple more people that he got on, man, that shit was fucking hilarious. It's entertaining. But at the same time, all these people that's putting the battery in Kwame's back, like, what was these people at when, when they was first, when everybody was clowning you? They was probably there clowning them too. So I, I just want him to realize that, like, these people, they don't fuck with you. They just fucking with the drama. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, it's no different in any other fucking aspect. Cause if y'all, if y'all recall, when, when GI had that, that, that little dust up shit and the backlash with the Moshi shit and, we had that stream when niggas was in there talking. It was 2,000 motherfuckers in that stream. Why? Because them niggas love drama. That's why. And niggas that don't listen to the whole story will just get an assumption. And niggas with opinions don't support you on YouTube. So they don't give a fuck about you. They just want to hear drama. So, But I, do, I still think that that shit was entertaining, man. It was really, really, really entertaining. Um, I know I'm forgetting something I should have been talking about, but I didn't, I didn't make a note of it, but, um, I didn't know that Paul Mooney passed away. One of the best comedians of all time. Um, his style is like parallel to how I kind of carry myself was like, look, I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. You either like it or you don't like it. If you don't like it, the problem ain't me. It's probably you. That's why I loved about Paul Mooney. He would say some shit. And one of the best things he ever said was when I watched him um, on the Chappelle show. Now I had heard about Paul Mooney long, like before that. And I heard about him like writing for uh, Richard Pryor and other shit like that. But one of the things he said that stuck with me when he said that shit about, uh, he's like, you know, the black man is the most copy man. You know what I'm saying? The most copy man in the world. Like, he thought about that shit and it's like, hmm. Hmm interesting that was an interesting he said everybody want to be a nigga but don't nobody want to be a nigga bam perfect and what he what i took from that like you want to look like us act like us sound like us take from our culture all that other shit but when you don't when it's time to deal with the issues that we have to deal with you know what i'm saying from a social standpoint from a domestic standpoint from an economical standpoint um 
from a class standpoint and shit like that, y'all don't want y'all don't want them problems. Then y'all go back to being whoever you are. But when I see when I would see suburban kids and shit like that run around calling each other nigga and shit like that, or Mexican kids calling each other, that's why it, that irks me to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me find out. That's what you're doing. You out you out here doing. When I see, I'm gonna slap the shit out you, like for real. Cause you shouldn't be using that word for one. You ain't you ain't one of us. Like I say it all the time, and I'm not gonna lie and act like you know I'm oh don't I'm not gonna pull a Kyrie and be like oh don't say that to me. And then you heard him two months ago saying it himself. Like I'm not that dude, but I feel like you know you should know better. You should know better. But Paul Mooney, man, one of the greats. Um, he he would he would he would give it to you straight. And I always have a, I've always had a great appreciation for people who, who tell it like it is as opposed to how it could be, would be, and should be. Just tell me how it is. It helps me adjust a lot quicker as opposed to going off of what, you know what I'm saying, what I'm hoping. I, I like to see what it is instead of what I want it to be. I mean, I don't need a mirage. I, I need the truth. Um, so RIP to Paul Mooney, one of the best that ever did it, man. Don't give a fuck who disagree on that. Paul Mooney was the truth. Um, me and somebody was talking. I forgot who the fuck I was talking to just that fast. Um, we was talking about television and shit. And I was like, it might have been me and Prof. I don't think who. I don't really remember. I was like, yo, what happened to BET, bro? Do people still watch BET? And that shit made me, man, I started thinking. And I was like. What went wrong with BET? Because when I think BET came out came out in like the early '80s or some shit. But of course, you know I, you know I wasn't around to, to see that shit, so I don't know. But um, I do recall like the shit that I remember seeing on BET, and BET was supposed to be television's version of like Jet Magazine. That's pretty much what BET was supposed to be. It was supposed to keep your your eyes and ears to, you know, black culture and, you know what I'm saying, entertainment and stuff like that. I remember Video Soul with Donnie Simpson. I do remember that. Um, what were some of the other shows? Um, I remember Teen Summit. I remember 106 in Park, Rap City, College Hill, Baldwin Hills. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna forget something. So if I forget some shit, just just tell me, hit me on Twitter and be like, yo, remember this, what about this, what about this? I just don't wanna like keep going on and be constantly pausing and thinking. It was some other shows like um Top 20, even <laughs> Midnight Love. I remember Midnight Love. They used to come on late at night with the R and B shits, because y'all know I love my R and B. Um even fucking uh, BET Uncut. I remember BET Uncut. Motherfucker, I had tip drill and motherfucking busy ball. Ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember the Black Jesus. Tell me what that thing smell like. I remember that shit. I used to watch BET Uncut, too. I used to watch that shit. Shake your money maker. All that shit, man. I remember them, them videos. I used to watch that shit. But... I remember, I'm trying to think of when the shit just completely went downhill. Um, I remember watching, looking at something, I looked it up, 
and I think that was like a five hundred thousand, half a million dollar endorsement with that network, and then they ended up selling it for three billion to Viacom. And I forgot the lady's name that um, took over. Now, mind you, BT, the owner, original owner was Bob Johnson. That was the dude that owned the Bobcats, the Charlotte Bobcats. And um, when they sold it, he sold it for $3 billion to Viacom. When Viacom got it, they kept a lot of those shows for a little bit. And then next thing you know, um, they start getting rid of the shit. Like, remember Cedar's World with, you know what I'm saying? With the little animated chick would be talking. And then, you know, they had the TV shows like The Game and you know what I'm saying? other shit like was on there. And to me personally, I, I think I know what kind of spearheaded the downfall of BET. And I think it's when they got rid of Free and AJ from 106 in Park. That to me was like, yo, y'all did what? They shut down Rap City. And it was like, this shit ain't even black owned no more. So it's like, once again, you want the culture. You don't want the people. You don't give a fuck about the people in the culture. You just want that culture. And you want people to fuck with that shit, but you ain't doing nothing. And then, like, I started looking up, watching BET. It went from that type of programming. They got rid of Teen Summit. They got rid of... uh. What's the name? What was the name of that shit? Where the uh the black dudes would talk about the different people that made, you know what I'm saying, made their mark in the uh, black American history and shit like that. Like shit like that that people would want to see. Should probably know about. I forgot the name of it. And it'll dawn on me and I'll blurt that shit out later, probably. But then again, probably not. But well, one of y'all, I'm sure one of y'all will remind me. But when that went off the air and I looked up and Teen Summit wasn't around no more and other shows, they got rid of Rap City and I started looking up and I'm like, what the fuck do they have on it? I started seeing bullshit, the same fucking movies over and over, 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 over fucking waist deep and um, fucking, I don't know, Diary of a Mad Black Woman and fucking Brown Sugar and Loving basketball. Like, I love loving basketball like that, but I don't want to see that shit every week. Like, you start looking up, you start seeing them fucking movies on all the time, especially them Tyler Perry movies. Tyler Perry should just buy that fucking network at this point. Like, you start seeing that shit, and Viacom, which also owns VH1. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before I forget, this is another thing I, I remember. I remember this shit vividly. When Coretta Scott King passed away, that's the wife of Dr. Martin Luther King. I want to say it was around, was it 2006? I could be wrong, but I, I might be right. I, maybe if I if I got the year wrong, forgive me, please. But I remember when that when they had the service for that, it was broadcasted on TV One, CSNBC, and some some other network. I can't remember what other network it was. On. BET didn't even cover it. They just went with a regular scheduled program and like it didn't even happen. All they put was like a little graphic when she first passed away and they kept it moving. They went right to motherfucking, um, tell me what that thing smell like. That's, they went right to that shit. You know what I'm saying? They went right straight to that shit, bro. Like crazy, right? So I think that right there rubs so many people in the black community the wrong way. 
and it was a black woman that was supposed to be in charge of that shit and she never would comment on it and that and it was something else I was about to bring up but I didn't want to forget what I was talking about so I kind of forgot about that one now um just thinking about that shit and when they didn't when they didn't broadcast that they lost a lot of people they lost a lot of people and the more shit that they started trying to like they started taking away the more you the more you pull it away from from your core audience and yeah it was really fucking bad and they started with the 106 and park shit they were doing the guest host for a week i remember bow wow was hosting for a minute I even remember seeing fucking Brandon Brody from Roast Me on there. I didn't even know who the fuck he was until I looked at that shit recently. I'm like, damn, Brody was on? Like, who the fuck? I'm like, this was before the nigga face started looking like boiling spaghetti or some shit. Spaghetti sauce. But <laughs> I ain't shit, man. <laughs> I ain't shit, man. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, BT was really bad. And I couldn't tell you what's on there right now. I really couldn't. I couldn't tell you what the fuck. Cause I don't even watch television anymore. They they did the same thing that fucking G4 did. Remember when G4 um, went to G4 Tech TV and the more they strayed on that side, the less focus and emphasis they put on gaming and they stopped putting more shit on, you know what I'm saying? Fucking Reno 911 and cops and cheaters. Don't get me wrong, I love cheaters. Cheaters is fucking funny to me, yo. I love cheaters. But I didn't want to see that shit on G4. Not, I mean, you want to play that shit late at night, that's fine. But throughout the day, I want to watch Cheat. I want to watch fucking... I want to watch Pulse. I want to watch fucking Gaming, whatever, all that shit, Arena, all that shit. I want to watch that shit. That I, I, Judgment Day, I want to watch all that shit. I didn't want to watch Cops. I didn't want to watch reruns of fucking... You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to watch Fast Lane. Now, I love Fast Lane, the show. I actually got the DVD set because I thought that was one of those underrated shows. Like, real shit. I talk about that show all the time. I love Fast Lane with Bill Bellamy and Peter Fascinelli, I think that's the name, and Tiffany Thiessen, who was Kelly Kapowski on Say About the Bell. I love Fast Lane. Y'all know this. But I didn't want to see that shit, you know what I'm saying, all day long. That's cool. Play that shit late at night when I'm up and I ain't doing shit or something. But... Yeah, BET dropped the ball tremendously. And it's kinda hard to it's kinda hard to take that that network serious when it's called black entertainment television. And when you go into the building that and it's ran by a, a it's ran by an Italian guy, a Jewish guy, and a fucking Irish woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, really? It's like being in a record label and the people that's in charge of the urban music department is fucking Leo Cohen. You know what I'm saying? A dude that's not, that, that don't even have an American accent. I can't get behind shit like that, man. And that shit is ran by fucking what Dame Dash used to call culture vultures. You know what I'm saying? People who, who profits, who profits off your culture, but don't put any, that take from your culture, don't put anything into it. So BET got ran by culture vultures. That's what happened. And the one person that that was supposed to be in charge of it, and when Bob Johnson's wife said, they asked her about it, she was like, I can't even watch it no more. I don't even watch BET anymore. Like, granted, we got a lot of money out of it, but 
they didn't do anything. They didn't they didn't make good off of it. It's basically it's basically unwatchable right now. How many times you want to watch Tyrese and Waist Deep? How many times you want to watch Men Into Society and fucking Tales from the Hood and you know what I'm saying? Whatever Spike Lee movie and shit like like who want to keep watching that shit? I've seen Takers ten times. I don't want to watch that shit again. So it's, it's just fucking nuts, man. All right, um, let me move on, bro. I don't want to keep talking about BET. That shit is whack, bro. I don't know how. You, if y'all watch BET still, someone tweet me and tell me what the fuck actually goes on over there on BET, because I don't know. The BET Awards and shit like that. I, I, I think that's the last time I watched BET was watching the BET Awards, and that shit turned into a hot box. I think the last time I watched it was when, um, you know, the ciphers and shit like that. Only time I watched it is for the ciphers. And then when they have a bunch of whack niggas on there, I'll just be like, I don't want to watch this shit. Show me when somebody good, come on. Somebody hit me up and tell me when somebody good, come on. That's all I care about. But yeah, that's the last time I watched BT. I got asked this question and um and someone asked me, how do you like how do you stand behind like how do you consistently stand behind like your your beliefs when you feel like um when I feel basically asking me how do I stand behind my beliefs even when something could be beneficial financially for me when um I know it might not be right but financially it might be beneficial for me um I feel like to be honest with you I don't I don't pick I don't choose um commerce over consciousness that's probably why like if I'm not behind it and I don't think like if I do something I'd be like eh, I don't know but fuck it it ain't gonna hurt nobody then I'll do it I'll be like no one cares if I do this shit I'll, I'll, I'll bite or whatever then that's fine but you'll never see me do a cigarette ad or some shit like that because for some amount of money at least less than some life changing amount of money I won't do it but for the most part, like I, I it's kind of hard for me to get behind that shit because motherfuckers that know me know I can't stand even being around smokers, let alone advertising that shit. Or when someone feels they have something that you need, the best feeling for me is knowing that I don't really fucking need it and I don't need you. Because people will do that shit to you all the time. You'll get emails from people and shit like that, even like with a job or some shit like that. Like knowing when to, I say this all the time, knowing when to walk away, I say this all the time, knowing when to walk away, you know what I'm saying, is critical. Whether it be a job, a party, or a relationship, knowing when to walk away is critical because if you stay too long, something bad will eventually happen. You know what I'm saying? There's a chance that something bad could eventually happen. And me, with me, um, is is having a, having a moral superiority, you know what I'm saying, knowing that whatever, someone is kind of like dangling in front of me, I don't need it enough to entertain it. So you could sit here and say, oh, well, this is what you getting. I could do this here. This is what you do. I could do this there. You know what I mean? People do that shit to you all the time. And in my field, in my line of work, I deal with that shit all the fucking time. And people try to act like they, you know what I'm saying, they're doing you a fucking favor. I'm like, no, nah, motherfucker, you ain't doing nothing for me. I'm doing something for you. You can't miss what you never had. So that's the that's the mentality that I that I that I adapt. And it works for me. I'm not saying it's gonna necessarily work for y'all, but you know, that's just what that's what that what gets me through. That what helps me sleep, knowing that, you know, I don't always pick you no know, commerce over consciousness. So 
you know, it's cool to make a buck. Don't get me wrong. We all need bread. I know my broke ass do, but, <laughs> but at what cost? You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it at the expense of my soul or compromising the people around me in the process. So I just, I just hate that shit when people feel like, you know what I'm saying? They doing you a fucking favor. Like, no, motherfucker, you not doing nothing for me. You doing this shit for you. Ain't no, ain't no way in hell a business deal. Like, it should work for both parties. It ain't like, uh, you never heard of a one-sided business deal. Like, hey, I just want to give you this. That ain't a partnership. That's a gift. That's me giving you, that's someone giving you something. And I'm sure if they give you something, you better read the fine fucking print and make sure it ain't like some shit that's, that's tacked on behind it. That's that's what a lot of people forget, man. A lot of people forget that, like, like rappers. You know what I mean? Rappers keep forgetting, like that shit. You have to pay that record label back that advance before you get a dime off them albums. People don't realize that shit. So nothing is for free, man. Nothing is. You never get nothing, something for nothing. Always read the fine print and don't let somebody play you out. That's just you know. I'm not saying be stubborn and be a fool, but. Don't be stupid, you know what I mean? And don't be blind. And if if you're not understanding what, what you're seeing or what you're hearing, don't agree to shit and allow someone that's more knowledgeable than you are to kind of like take a look at that shit. Like I know it's certain shit, like legally, that I may not be, I may not always understand, So, but I know it's some people that is, you know what I'm saying, that is more knowledgeable than I am, and I would take it to that person and be like, hey, take a look at this shit, tell me is this shit legit. Like y'all, we all need somebody like that in our lives, man. So yeah, man, just had, like I said, had that moral superiority just to know that, no, I don't need you. And, and, and if it seems like you, you burning a bridge or what have you, so fucking be it. Let that bridge burn. Guess what? I ain't coming back. I ain't got the, I ain't, I don't plan on coming back that way. But on the flip side, that bridge I burnt. Guess what you're not going to be able to do? You're not going to be able to come back over here and fuck with me or nobody else like me to try to, you know what I'm saying, manipulate. So when you burn that bridge, just make sure, okay, this is exactly what I want. This is exactly what I need. So when you burn a bridge, make sure you burn both ends of it. <laughs> Real shit. Make sure you burn it where they can't get to you just as quick as they make it where you can't get to them. That's all. So... Anyways, man, I've been talking long enough. Y'all hear that music? It's, I tried to make this quick, yo, but hopefully y'all miss me, man. Because I miss talking to y'all and uh, making sure y'all, you know, knowing what's been going on with me and what's been on my mind and some of the shit that's been going on out here. There was some other stuff that I started to talk about, but I don't really want to touch. I'm just going to leave it alone. I started to get into some other shit, man, but like I said, I just I wasn't in the mood to do it because... I, I, I would have definitely made some people upset. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe I might talk about that shit at a later date or wait because I didn't want to talk about it because it was kind of like really fresh. And you know what they say, man. You don't speak. You don't speak up when you're angry and when some shit like, you know what I'm saying, when you, when you feel a certain type of way about something, like just don't. So I chose not to. Uh, there's some shit that annoyed me and I was about to get into it, but I was like, nah, I'm going to leave that shit alone. But anyways, man. Holla at your boy on Twitter at FlockLeader underscore. You know what I'm saying? Holla at your boy on Instagram, Flock.leader. Come holla at your boy in the Twitch stream, live and in living color. FlockLeader underscore at the end. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all much for all the support. 
all the new new followers and shit like that. Appreciate y'all too. Holla at your boy. I'm out. Peace. Nice.